the Supercross episode tonight. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. It's all right. That wake off was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about watching a race. Guys, the tables have turned. Literally, Derek and I are on the same side of the table tonight. Um, we just wanted to get closer. Right. We have two guests this evening. We had our Moto Moms, Moto Wives last weekend to honor uh, Moms, Mother's <laughs> Day. And uh, tonight, Derek, I'm going to let you handle the introductions. But this is episode 11 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. It was a week off. No pro racing, but there was a lot of amateur stuff to talk about. Big and time. we're going to talk about amateur racing. We're going to talk about rain. We're going to talk about hair. <laughs> hair. Right. I mean, some of us still have it. And uh, But first of all, before we get too far in, I'm Trey Heath uh, with Michelle and Trey Real Estate. This is Derek Schaefer with DBS Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services. Derek. I'm going to let you, because you're the one that set this interview up tonight, and I'm looking forward to the conversation, introduce us to our guest. All right, everybody meet Kyle, Kylie from FCA Motocross. This is uh, one we've been putting together for a few weeks now. Um, I'm actually really excited to do this one. Um, they're big into the uh, motocross community, the amateur stuff, so I'm going to let you guys take the table and tell us all about what you guys do. Yeah, so um, a couple years ago, I got involved with motocross ministry. And uh, as a kid, my mom and dad would tell me when I was about eight or nine, I would, we were racing at Reddick, and people would ask me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would always tell people I didn't know because I either wanted to be a pastor or I wanted to be a, a motocross racer. But they were both on Sunday, so I didn't know how that was going to work out. And then here we are, like, God just put me in a position where I can do ministry at the track and still ride dirt bikes and preach on the weekends. And so it's, that's kind of a really small, tight part of what we do. That's awesome. Well, let's um, let's let you guys dig into it. So, I know what last week you guys were at uh, Sunshine MX. Yep. Um, how'd that go? It went fantastic. Um, I try not to be biased as a pastor. You know, like you want to you want to show love to everybody. I really think Sunshine is my favorite track in Florida. I love that place. Rob and Teresa are great people. Mm-hmm. They they keep the track watered. I mean, they watered what. 15 times yeah the water truck was out before every single race yeah i mean it was it was awesome like the track stayed prime um it was a little slick first motos oh yeah going into the pit it was super sketchy yeah so slick (laughs) yeah but uh rolled second second motos it was it was prime so what do you ride so I ride a 2020 KX250. Still got the old kickstart. Uh, we're, we're on the same there. Yep. I got the same thing sitting in the garage. Yep. How about you? KX Super Mini. Look at you oh, go. Yeah. Oh. Well, how'd we do this weekend? Uh, third. So that's pretty good. Which class? I got 11 to 16 girls. Awesome. How about you? Uh, I think eighth overall. I, eighth overall. But I'm going to take that because it was a game <laughs> of like 22 people. That's, I was that's not bad like, at all. Like for an overweight pastor to pull eight yeah. overall, like I'm okay with that. Listen, man, I'm an overweight dad that's getting right. old. Right? You know, I, I can't do this anymore. So, you yeah, talk about how old you are. I just turned fifty. I don't. We don't. I don't want to hear. From I mean, right? come on. Like, you're gotta, still out, you're still out there doing it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's I, all that matters. Someone tried to knock some sense to me this weekend, but <laughs> <laughs> that was me. But I'm still ready for the next one. And what you're you're doing it dodging trees. That's the crazy part. Yeah, you <laughs> know the funny thing is, I for years I did. I started. I didn't start riding until I was 31, and then I got in. I went to Randy Yoho and went to Dade City. That someone said go to motocross school. So I, I at 31 years old was riding with the five and six year olds in the around the tires on Saturday morning. <laughs> right. My wife and I would go up. My daughter was like knee high to the grasshopper, and she we we'd watch Daddy go in circles, and. 
I started riding. I did a couple motocrosses, and one of my buddies, and I'm going to give him a shout-out because he did really good this weekend. He's like, have you ever tried this thing called hair scramble racing? It's great time value money. You go, you race for two hours, and then you're done. There's no waiting for gates. You just go, and I started doing that, and I'm, I'm still not good at it. I took a 10-year <laughs> break, came back to it, and then to add, let's tighten the forest up a little bit, I got into Enduro's. And this weekend was going to be 52 miles of Enduro's total, but total miles was going to be over right at 70 because you had a five-mile ride back to the pits after your last test this weekend. So it was going to be about a 70-mile day on the bike. And I've gotten to the point, I'm terrible. I'm When I say I'm terrible, I'm, I'm, I'm a B rider, but I'm not really because <laughs> I'm just not good at it. But I have so much fun learning it. Yeah. And... uh I'm going to do the nationals next year because why not try something different? And yeah, go do it. So, yeah, I took a big one this weekend, but we'll we'll touch on that later. Derek wanted to hide my face. So I got a I got a really nice little shiner on this side, um, but I want to get into the FCA stuff because I'm interested because we see the FTR has a, 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 a chaplain. They used to have chaplain. It's changed over. We have a new one now, and they kind of follow the circuit um, motocross, supercross. They have their chaplain that follows the circuit auto racing has the chaplains that follow the service how does a pastor chaplain preacher whatever the name is how do they get into it to the point that they can travel a circuit and travel and kind of i've got lots of questions on what you're actually offering to racers because we're all different um how does one get into you said you wanted to be a racer or a, a chaplain how do you decide, like, I'm going to throw all my cards in and see what, what happens? So uh, that I can answer that, really, with my own story. Um, the, the simple answer, and then I'll, I'll unpack it, is, I mean, it really is like it's just a calling from God. Like, I, I feel like this is what God has put me here to do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. these are the people God's called me to serve. And, um, you know, like, you have your local churches and, like, your brick-and-mortar churches and, um, when Kylie got into moto, um, it was going to interfere with church. So I was a, the deacon of youth at our old church for eight years. And um, so, like, missing Sundays for motocross was like we, we couldn't do that. So anyways, we found this little series at Waldo um, on Saturdays. And I was like, well, that'll work. So I asked. I was like, well, do you mind if we do, like, a devotional before we start right i mean this was a small series we're talking like a gate with like what five kids on it yeah probably <laughs> yeah it was it was super tiny and um so i started doing that we did probably two seasons with them and um nate ingram at moto faith ministries uh he held a motocross camp like a, a christian motocross camp and um i called to get kylie because she had just started riding and i was like hey you know like i want to come and serve like i just want to come and help you know, what, what can I do? And he was like, well, you know, I don't really know you, but we'll give you a chance. And like, you can take waters to the trainers and stuff like that just to help serve. And so after that, you know, me and Nate got a good friendship going and I would fill in for him if, if something, if he wasn't there or whatever. And, um, a couple of years ago, he decided to kind of step back and, and he called me and he was like, Hey, you know, are you interested in taking over? And I was like, you know, well, let's, let me, let me pray about it and, and just kind of see what happens. And it ended up being to where, in 20 was it 2020 we went to all the supercrosses yeah so we um my wife bought me tickets my birthday's in february so like every year we used to go to tampa for supercross Mm -hmm. well then they quit doing tampa and they changed it to atlanta 
So we had already planned on going to Tampa and Daytona, and then my wife surprised me with tickets to Atlanta. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, she got two, one for me and one for Kylie because we, we do everything together. And as the dad, I was like, well, I want to do something cool. Like, I want to make it special. Like, no ministry in my mind or anything like that. Like, I just want to go and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to find some, like, backstage pit passes, like more than just the normal pit passes. And I found this FCA VIP experience. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. And yep. I clicked on it. And it was FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I was like, well, I was in FCA in high school. I didn't know they did anything with motocross. So contacted the guy. I got two free passes, and me and Kylie went in. It ended up being a great time. She met a ton of riders. But we got to go in and sit in on their chapel service. Yep. And I was like, man, like we can, I can make a career out of this? And um, so I talked to the guy, and he was like, yeah, you know, like it's, it's all this. Like he told me all the good stuff, and... He was like, you should apply for a job. And I was like, okay, well, at that point, I'd been at the University of Florida. I was a HVAC technician. Went through four years of school for it and all that. And, um, you know, made okay money, you know, working for the state, you know. And um, I asked him, I was like, so what's it pay? And he was like, oh, well, you know, you got to raise all your own money. And I was like, no. You know, <laughs> like I, I can't walk away from a state job. I mean, I paid $90 a month for health care for the four of us and um i was like you know i just i can't give that up you know like it's i, I gotta keep doing this and then we'll just do motocross on the weekends and um and we did that for i think two two or three years um i would work five days a week get off work friday we would drive to wherever we were having a race that weekend and then we would do church you know saturday sunday drive home sunday night wake up monday morning at five thirty and go to work and I mean, there was one time I think we went like nine weeks straight without having a day off. And we were, because I was just, I was grabbing any opportunity I could. Mm -hmm. So if it was the Florida Motocross Series or the Ball Series, Winter Rams or whatever, wherever like I could help with ministry, I wanted to be there. And um, so this this might be cool to you. So a couple, uh, it's been probably 18 months ago now. uh, Me and my wife, we started building what turned out to be our dream home in Lake Butler. And um, spent 17 months building this house. We had everything the way we wanted it. Our shower was four foot by ten foot. It's a big shower. And it was sick. <laughs> Wait, four foot by ten foot. Yeah, four foot by That's ten a foot. Big. It's a big shower. Had it's two like a spa. Yeah, had two 16 inch rain shower heads. It was. Yep. So um, we lived in it for four months, and we were heading home from Sunshine MX at a, at a different race. And uh, my wife looked over at me, and she was like, what do you think? Like, we just start over, you know? Like, let's just let's just do something new. And I was like, well, what do you mean, you know? Because surely you don't mean, like, let's sell the house that we just... Mm-hmm. Like, we still have boxes in the garage. And um, she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, let's, let's pray about it and, you know, seek some wisdom. That was one of the things I was taught by, like, the pastor that taught me a lot of stuff that, you know, kind of shepherded me was... Always, like, look for wisdom. Don't just make knee-jerk reactions and then say, oh, well, God told me to do it, you know. And um, so I did. I talked to a bunch of pastors. I talked to pastors that I didn't know so, like, I could get their, you know, just unopinion, you know, or get their opinion without knowing me. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to a pastor out of state that I'd never met, and um, he was like, you know, if, if God's, if he's doing all this, you know, like, what, what do you want to do? You know, are you going to look back in 10 years and be like, you know, I wish... I would have done this, or are you going to look back in 10 years and say, you know, I'm glad I stayed at UF and, and did what I could on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And um, so we we prayed about it and prayed about it. We got in contact with our realtor, 
and um, he gave us a price to list the house that, and um, me and Eric talked about it, and I was like, you know, we need we need more than that, and um, it's in, in full disclosure, like I don't I don't feel like I was testing God, but I was like, okay, if we can get this price, then we'll be able to to make this work. So we listed the house for like you know a little more than what we were than they appraised for or whatever, and um, within couple hours we had a full offer contract and they wanted to close in three weeks and i was like so i guess yeah, that's it right I there this I mean. is it you know so we um we have a 33 foot toy hauler that we use for the races and um shout out to dean diaz at, at orlando they have been such a blessing to us i called dean and i was like look dude um i'm gonna be homeless in like three weeks <laughs> and uh he was like you're more than welcome to to come and stay at the track and so they they brought us in with open arms and so with, what's really cool now is with us doing ministry like i i don't know if anybody's ever said this but like it's so awesome and i get to live at work you know mm-hmm. like we live at the track so there's kids there every single day we get to pour into and um we had a kid in our camper before we left that um fractured his collarbone this weekend and the cool thing about us moving and i, I kind of skipped over that but when we realized that we were like called to ministry um we lived up in lake butler which is near lake city mm-hmm. and kind of the hub for motocross is central florida you yep. know orlando claremont all that stuff so anytime we would have a kid get hurt the best i could do was a phone call you know mm-hmm. And that's that's important, but like I said, having years in youth ministry, I know what it means to like to have a relationship. Face to face, yeah. Yep. And and me and me and Erica had talked about it, and I was like, you know, I just can't, I can't take off from work every time a kid gets hurt and drive two hours. I had parents asking me about doing Bible studies at the track, and I was like, I would love to, and I was like, but I can't get off work at four o'clock, drive two hours to Orlando to have an hour Bible study to drive two hours back. You know, I mean, it's just, it just wasn't, yeah. I couldn't do it. And um, we, that was what Erica, when she was like, you know, let's start over. And so now we're living in Central Florida at the tracks. We're there all the time. Going back to what I was saying, you know, we had a kid that fractured his collarbone over the weekend in our camper when we left. He was hanging out with my son there playing video games. And, you know, just to be able to see those kids and pour into them. And, um I'll let Kylie speak into it a little bit, but it's really cool because having little kids on fifties and stuff, you know, Kyle, there's, there's a handful of girl riders that Kylie gets to pour into kind of, I don't really know like as a mentor, but I mean, it's, you know, tell them a little bit about like you and Oakley, like what happened this past weekend. So, uh, we had a 50 rider this weekend that was hanging out with me and one of my friends and she's always like, we always like to ask her like questions like, Oh, Oakley, like what classes are you doing? And she was talking to one of my friends, and she was like, oh, I ride my 450. And I was like, oh, you're a 450 rider? Like, you're pro and stuff? And she was like, yeah, my name's actually Justin Barsha. So she was walking around <laughs> introducing herself as Justin Barsha this weekend because we kept on asking if she was a 450 pro. So she kept on introducing herself as Justin Barsha. That's awesome. But it's like, you know, with that, it's for for me, it's like it's the ministry of presence. Yeah. You know, so there's, I don't know how old Oakley is, five or six. I think she's six. Six. And, like, Kyler was like, you know, well, I'll go to the gate with you. Like, I'll pack the gate for you. You know, like, think back to, like, when we were that age. Yeah. You know, like, imagine if you would have had a, a, a cool kid, you know, that was like, I want to. Oh, know. you look up to all the all the older riders that yeah. are at every yeah. single track. I yeah. mean, I, I can remember it like it's yesterday. What I can remember of it from right. all these concussions. Right. But, you know, it's, that's why, I mean, like, we wanted to, I wanted to have you guys on here because it's what you guys do 
for the entire industry is is amazing to me and um like the whole fca experience that i had the exam ex- the same experience as you in indianapolis one year okay um we're always big into the supercross races and a buddy of mine it was like zero degrees out we walked we we our our hotel was a mile from lucas oil stadium and we walked over a mile in like sub-zero temperatures and we wanted to get pit passes early um it's like one of the first ones i've been to a few and it was one of his first races and i'm like well let's let's see if we can get in get some pit passes and um, i'll do some talking so we go over there and nobody was there and there just so happened to be an fca lady standing there and she's like you guys want to join it on our service and i'm like what what do you do and she told us all about it i'm like that'd be awesome you know and we ended up we, we we sat in on the service and then we did the track walk with the riders and um ever since then i'm like you know i, I try to follow fca as much as i can and yeah. it's i found you guys and it it just all played it played out perfect right you know with this and um yeah, it's, it's just a it's a really cool experience and if anybody that hasn't had the opportunity to do it like look into this entire system because it's it's more than just you i mean it's a big operation yeah. and what they do is absolutely phenomenal yeah. but um i don't want to take any more of your time you guys' time up go ahead i don't know just like <laughs> whenever we went to the vip thing for the first time like you said we went to atlanta and it was freezing cold and we had met i think it was hudson right yeah and we like knew nobody because we're mm-hmm. not from around Atlanta. Like we don't know any of these people. And Hudson was kind of like he was the leader of the VIP service, but he kind of like because my dad was so interested in it, like he took us under his wing and we like we went back into the press room and like got to see where they do like the press interviews. And then we what else did we do? We went to the we sat on the church service with yeah, Jake and them on the church service, and then. We, I'm trying to think of, like, we got into the, like, before they, like, opened up the pits, we got into the pits early, mm-hmm. so it was, like, literally just the VIP service and the riders, so we walked around, and we met a ton of people, and it was super cool, because, like we said, it's free, like, it's a free VIP yep. thing, and people think, like, oh, you're probably just gonna get, like, a bunch of stickers, and maybe they'll tell you, like, a little bit about them, but, like, they do so much in that yep. VIP, just for, like, I think it's, like, maybe two hours before they open up the pits but it's like they do so much and, and you get to see behind the scenes of what actually happens like me as a, a motocross you know ring cross rider all that I, I i know what happens but the average fan doesn't get to see any of that yeah. like the actual business of racing you know and that's that's what we try to discuss a lot but there, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes and they give such an opportunity for free you know to do that and it's just an amazing um i don't i'm trying to look for the word that i want you know it's just a group of people i guess that and the what they have going on is just phenomenal maybe conglomerate i don't it doesn't matter it's just it's phenomenal what they do and it, it makes me so happy to see it that's one of the things that i love about fca is like so with fca we're i'm a missionary you know so we're a missionary family we have to raise all of our own funding. But like you said, FCA gives so much back yeah. to to the people that just want to come and check it out, you know, like a, a free VIP experience, you know. Yeah, you're not you're not donating to just some random organization that you know, like swaddles it in. Yeah. Like, you know, when people think of like donations, they're always like, you know, where's my money going? Well, your money's going into something amazing, you know, for many, many people. Like they actually give back big time 
where yeah. you know some some organizations that aren't like that at all you know not not even like church related or anything like that right but, you know there's some of these organizations that want donations that are just you know like ponzi schemes or whatever but this is far far from that like yeah. this is it's amazing what they do so i have a question for kylie <laughs> what's it like being the i won't say chaplain's daughter because that that's not the right word what's it like kind of having that pressure of being the child of someone that is revered because people come to you for guidance that sometimes they're coming for positive sometimes they're coming because the house burned down and we don't know how we're going to race or their son or daughter's been hurt what's that like being the daughter of and kind of having that pressure on being you're you're related to a leader whether or not you want to it's your dad you got shoes to fill yeah you know so what's that like for you because i've known back when i played competitive tennis one of my best competitors and friends was a preacher's son he was the wildest man i ever met in my life (laughs) so what's it like being the chaplain's daughter in that world because you're in the same world he's working in i feel like it's easy because me and my dad were kind of like best friends and Sort of, kind of, sometimes. We're but, <laughs> best friends. <laughs> but, like, we, I feel like we help each other a lot in that aspect as to where, like, it's easy it's easy for me to help him because I'm a teenager. So I can be, like, I know it's hard for some kids to, like, open up. Like, not everybody wants to walk up to the pastor and be like, hey, I'm dealing with this. But I can, like, be there with them and kind of help guide them. And I feel like with my personality, like, I've always just wanted to be, like, a helpful person. Like, I'll help anybody, like, in any way I can. So I feel like... It's kind of like it's kind of cool, like being able to be like help those people, but like knowing that they not like they might not be able to take that step on their own, and that like I'm there to help them take that step to like get the help they need or like answer the questions they have. You know, I feel like like as a kid, it would be hard to approach an adult, and I, like being a middleman like that, I think would for, yeah. for the kid's sake yeah, yeah. is probably a huge huge benefit because. Mm-hmm. You're not as scary as you would be, right? You know, in a kid's eyes. Yeah. yeah. One of the one of the coolest stories, and then we'll kind of circle back to that to, to what he asked you because it's something we've talked about a bunch. Um, there was a time we were at Orlando MX, and I don't I don't remember what race, I don't remember what kid, but a kid fell, and uh, there was a group of like eighty riders walking towards me. And in my head, you know, I, I kicked into the pastor mode. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew these kids were coming to me because this kid fell or whatever. They wanted to talk about it or, you know, hey, Mr. Kyle, pray with me for these kids. And uh, they walked right past me. And when I turned around to see where they were going, they went straight to her. And they were like, Kylie, like, let's let's pray for, I forget who it was that fell. But, like, she huddled all of her friends up and, and she prayed and, it's it was awesome. Like, like it was, I was so proud, like as a pastor and as a dad, to see the ministry like already being handed down. In a sense, you know that mm-hmm. that it's it, that ministry of presence. Yeah. You know, being there, being able to be with the families, and now they know Kylie, and and so they skipped me and they went straight to Kylie. We were at PAX one time, and this this guy called Kylie out on the gate. He's like, "Hey, preacher's kid." <laughs> <laughs> and Kylie was like, you know, looked at him, and he was like, "How about you pray for these kids on the gate?" And Kylie prayed over all the kids on the gate, and it's you know, it's really awesome. But I think kind of what he was asking that we've talked about, because um, I've asked Kylie, I always loved motocross as a kid. You know, like I wanted to be a preacher as a kid, wanted to be a motocross preacher. 
So I think it would be awesome to live the life that she lives, you know? So that's what he was asking, you know, what's it like for you to grow up as, as a missionary kid, you know, as a, as a motocross pastor's kid, you know, we've talked about it before. So, I mean, I feel like it's kind of hard to explain because honestly, it's like all I've ever really known. Like we've always been involved in church and always like dirt bikes have always been in like the picture, but I feel like just a couple years ago, we started taking it really seriously. And I would say people think like, with a church they're like oh these people are like so perfect and like they don't ever like do anything fun or like but then you think about it and you're like dirt bikes are fun and it's like so it's like we're always like people think like oh like like it must be so boring your dad being a pastor and I'm like actually it's like the complete opposite like we're always doing something like we we don't there's never a weekend where we're not doing something like we're going to a track or going to an event or supercross or motocross like there's always something but then there's always like something more because we are there with the church so it's like we're able to like go in deeper with these people and like I feel like it's just such like like everybody thinks it would be so like boring like oh my gosh your dad's a pastor how boring but it's like it's so like there's so many opportunities that come with it Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun actually when was the last time you stepped into a brick and mortar church uh, probably a month ago, whenever oh. we went back home to surprise our friends. Okay. Right? Yeah. We, I was just curious because you're always yeah. on the road, so yeah. I find, I kind of figure because I that was kind of directed to you, but to turn to you, of uh, I have two questions. One, how is there? There's because we were talking about the chaplains and different. Is there a competition? I don't know if that's the right word, but coming from the business side of is there a competition to cover these sports and be the chaplain at like hey we want you or is it just kind of you you follow these series and this is where I'm led to because I will tell you and the second part is why are racing chaplains so good I went to a national enduro I can't remember if it was last year or this year and the chaplain there's a whole bunch of racers. And all of us come from different faith levels. But I will tell you, I sat there in amazement. It was just a prayer. It was about a five-minute prayer. And he talked about baseball at a race. Yeah. And I just, I sit there in like, in awe of, how did he tie all this together? Where are we going <laughs> and how did he tie it together? And I wonder, like, why are racing, because if you go to any race, I don't care what kind of racing, and there's a chaplain on site. The message you get, I don't care what your faith level is, you feel good when it's done. <laughs> right. You feel good. And I always wonder, what makes y'all so different from when I go to the church and I just feel like I'm being talked, not down to, but like, right. you need to go do this. And I go to a race and I'm like, I'm ready to run through the wall. I kill. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and it's the same message just told in a completely different. So, one, the business side of it, how do, how do you expand, contract, and do what you're led to do? And then, two, why are you all so good at preaching? <laughs> <laughs> all the glory goes to God. God, God is the one that, that lays it on my heart, what, what to speak. But So, to answer your that's, – that's an interesting question that you asked. So, um, talking about – different ministries you know so there's other motocross ministries in florida um we we do it full-time like that's my full-time job so the example i want to give to answer that question is is 
yes, no, and, and kinda. So, because we're human, because we're males, yeah. you know, like, I want to do my ministry. I don't need any help. I want to do my own ministry. Um, that's the, the selfish kind of human side of me. Um, so, where I give the example is like, you know, you look at Minios that they do every year at Gatorback. Um, there's, I think last year they had 6,500 pre-registered racers. Mm-hmm. I cannot touch 10% of that by myself. You know what I'm saying? That's a big crowd. So we have other FCA guys that come down. There's there's a guy up in um, the north. Yeah, I don't know. He's up near Destin. Um, he does a ministry, so he's out there. We're out there. There's CMA, which is a Christian Motorcycle Association. They're out there. There's MRO, which is Motor Reach Motor Racing Outreach. Yep. They're out there. You know, so there's times where we can all come together, you know, and um, one of the things that, that I love, that I feel blessed and fortunate, like being able to do ministry with my family is like at the Florida Series. We have a big turnout for our races, but the, the beautiful thing is, is there's four of us. So I can reach the fathers and, and the racers. Kylie can reach the daughters and, and the kids. Erica can reach the wives and, and the moms. And then my son Waylon that doesn't ride, he can reach all the kids that don't ride. You know, mm-hmm. because not everybody at the track races, yeah, right? Is. I mean, so Waylon's like now that we live in the camper, I mean, that's literally our house. So he's got kids coming in and out. They're back there playing PlayStation and watching movies, you know, like and the parents know where their kids are. Like, oh, the kid's hanging out with the pastor's kid. Yeah. You know, so I I love that we can do this together as a family. We had a kid this weekend, one of one of Kylie's friends, she she got hurt, you know, and I stayed with her, and, and it's so um, I don't want to say cool. It's it's um, I don't know the word. Like in, the kid, the kid got hurt. I ran out there to her, you know, grabbed her hand, and she squeezed my hand, and she just started like she was crying because she had gotten hit by a two fifty F, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Mr. Kyle, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me." So I stayed there with her. You know, until we got her off the track, got her back to her camper, and then I had to go and do opening ceremonies with with Dean to to start everything. So I had to leave, but the best thing is I didn't leave her because I told Erica, I was like, hey, I need you to go over there and sit with her and be with her while I go and do this. So ministry was still happening, even though I wasn't directly the one doing it, mm-hmm. you know? So, but there's, there's other ministries, and um, I, I feel like we all try to work together. You know, I mean, like, there's there's times, I mean, if you have a small crowd, you, you don't need 15 pastors there. Um, but is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. You know, I mean, we help out with the Boss Series some, um, and they have their own pastor. And he'll call me, and he's like, hey, you want to come, you know, hang out this weekend? So, like, I'll do the prayer and then kind of open, you know, like we call it, you know, take taking the plane off, and then he'll he'll finish flying it and mm-hmm. land it. You know, so, like, we, we just, just ministries that work together. Um, like I said, though, I'm sure there is that, that selfish human side of you that's like, I want to be the best, and, and I want to do a better job than everybody else. But then the problem with that is it's not about me. You know, like, I, yeah. I don't want the ministry to be about me. I don't want it to be, I don't want to die and people be like, man, Kyle's great. I want, I want to die and people to say, you know, Kyle told me about Christ. Like, Kyle told me. Like, I have a relationship with God because of what, what happened, you know I mean? And again, that right there sounds like I just contradicted myself. Like it's all about <laughs> Kyle, but I don't know how else to explain it. You know, no, no, so. it makes sense. And that was one of the curiosities of, because 
that leads to, did we talk about the other stuff? Did Not we, yet, no. Okay. Go on. That <laughs> I don't remember the second question. Oh, no. I don't know if I remember it now. You have a habit of that sometimes. I do. I do. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, took, I took a hit to the head this right? weekend. So, um, we talked about the multiple pa- Oh, why are you guys, why are track pastors so good at what oh, they so do? So good at what they okay. do. So I think we're I think we're so good at what we do because we we can directly relate to the people that we're we're preaching to, you know that's one of the things that I I was talking to somebody this week that I love about, you know, usually when people are looking for God, in a, in a circumstance they're going to go to a church, so we're putting ourselves out there to be with those people because we all race moto like we're at the track you're mm-hmm. not gonna you're not gonna train and spend all this money. To go to practice Saturday and then say, "Well, it's Sunday, I got to miss all this that I've been training for to go to church." Yeah, you know. So we we bring the church to them. Correct, so correct me if I'm wrong on this. Let's if I, I I feel like I'm not in your shoes, but coming from the shoes that I do feel or the racing shoes that I've been in, those people are already in their happy place. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that just makes it that much better like and i feel like you know i don't want to answer your question but i feel like that coming from the the major racer standpoint like you're already in your happy place when you're there you know even if even if you're you're down for the week you had a terrible week you you know work sucked family problems it like all that stops at the track regardless and then to bring that into it i feel like it's just it's that much more exhilarating um well it, it it also it doesn't make church a chore yeah, you know, like now I've got to pick. Do I want to go racing? Do I want to go to church? But it, I feel like I need to go to church. And you combine it all. But I'm it's... happy when I'm at the track. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're able to combine it. But I think to answer your question with an example is like, um, and I, I even hate saying this. Like I feel like I'm good at what I do because I can relate to those people. Yeah. Like if I was called to prison ministry, I have no idea what we would talk about. You know, like I know, I know God would lead me through it. But if I if I was called to minister over baseball, I don't know what we would talk about. You know, um, one of the cool things with FCA is they are in high schools, and um, I didn't know how to to go with that. At a, we lived back up in Gainesville. We had a high school that my FCA supervisor wanted me to be a part of, and um, so I went in there to the football team, and um, you know, I just kind of shared my testimony with them, and then off rip, I told them I was like, look. I'm not here to, like, relive my glory days of, of high school football. Like, I'm not here because I can't let go of the game. Like, I'm here to tell you guys about Jesus and how much Jesus loves you, you know. And for me in that moment, not knowing how to relate to them, I think to to them, to the, you know, 16, 17-year-old boys, this guy just said, you know, I'm not here to relive my glory days. Like, I'm here for you. Yeah. You know, like, I could care less about football. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, God gave it to us to enjoy and all that stuff. But like, um, like I'm not worried about watching the game. Or I'm in who, total, who, total agreeance with you. I'm not. Yeah, a, I mean, it's, it's just not, not my thing. Not though. a ball sport fan whatsoever. Yeah, but like the the guy that I worked for up in Gainesville, um, he played college football, went went on to play professional football, and the dude can preach your socks off. But same type thing. Uh, if he came to the motocross track, like he can tell you about Jesus, but he, he can't like directly relate yeah. to what you're trying to do. Yeah. So he called me one day and he was like, "Look, you know, don't worry about going to the school anymore. You know, I'm going to try to figure it out." And um, for a second, I thought I'd done something wrong. You know, I was like, "Oh, you know, like I thought that was part of my job. Why do you not want me to go back to the school?" 
And he used the football analogy that I actually understood. And he's like, I'm trying to make a kicker be a quarterback. Yeah. And I was like, I think I get what you're saying. He yeah. was like, you know, I want you to focus your ministry on, on motocross because those are your people. Those are the people that you relate to. Like, I go to a football game, and we would sit in the stands and, and try to mingle with the parents, and, you know, um, it, it just wasn't the same. You know, it, yeah. it was hard. You know, I mean, what what made it easier for us is we were in a small town in Alachua, so our we were at the First Baptist Church of Alachua at Santa Fe High School, which was, you know, a quarter mile down the road. So we knew a bunch of the kids because of youth ministry, so that kind of bridged that gap. But the kids that were in the school that didn't go to church that played football, we didn't really have anything to talk about. You yeah. know, like I couldn't tell them about the one time that I ran a touchdown or, I, you know, I mean, it's so with um, with Moto, it's, you know, my those are my people. Yeah. You know, like that's that's really all I kind of know. I mean, outside yep. of Jesus and being a dad, like I know Moto and that's about yep. it, you know, so. And, and to show how diverse, like, the whole FCA system is, it's like they actually are doing a little ministry for at our um, down at Babson Park at our uh, son's elementary school. Um, they just started it last week or two weeks ago, bright and early in the morning. You take the kids in at like seven twenty, and they do it till like seven forty. Oh, cool! And they bring in um, a few different things for the kids, and um, so you guys are everywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's not just motocross, not yeah. just sports. It's 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 a, a, a nationwide thing. So. One of the things that I think is really cool, and I want to get my family involved in it sometime. Um, so FCA does. They do every sport. Lacrosse, baseball, soccer, moto, skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, they they started doing what is called FCA All Abilities, and it's for kids with disabilities. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll bring the kids, you know, that, that's wheelchair-bound out to a baseball field, and they'll set up a tee, and they'll have a whole game to where this kid – that's in a wheelchair that's never going to be able to run, they'll let him hit, and then, and then they'll push him from base to base. That's awesome. You know, or they'll they'll play football with him. They'll, they'll pass the football with him. We actually have an all-abilities guy in Orlando, and I've got with him about coming out to the track. Because as a motocross guy, how cool would it be to be, you know, a, a, a wheelchair-bound kid and to be able to go to a track and let me sit you on a dirt bike and ride you around the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like, where do you get that opportunity? Yeah. I think, I think that kind of stuff would be amazing. And that's all the way across the board. You know, like they, they take kids to cheerleading competitions. They take kids to baseball games, whatever, you know, so on, whatever they want to do. But I think with moto, I think that'd be so cool to be able to mix that with like all abilities and, and take these kids that, that are never going to experience that stuff on their own, you know, and to be able to bring them in, and to excite them with that experience, yeah. and then again share that love of Christ with them, I think um, I think that'd be awesome. So, I agree. Yeah, because there, my wife has such a huge heart for kids with disabilities. Yeah. Um, she's a speech therapist, so she she tries to. She was in a, an all disability school up here. It's called Victory Ridge Academy, and she has such a heart for all that stuff. Yeah. And um, she loves hearing stories like that. So we'll, we'll yeah. talk afterwards. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's amazing what you guys do. Period. You know, everywhere. So, Kyle, let's bounce back to you for a second. So, you have your familiarity because you are the daughter of the track pastor. What happens, how do you describe what your family does when you meet somebody that has no idea that there's racing? Because you're a teenage young lady, you're out and about. 
do, or are you so ingrained that there is nothing outside of motocross? Um, I would say that we're like so into motocross that I've never really known anything else about okay. motocross. Okay. I was just curious if you ever went outside that bubble of the motocross of what does who who is that? Yeah, I I tried high school for a semester and it was not my thing, but I was very involved in the FCA group at my high school whenever I was there. And it's hard kind of explaining to people that, like, my dad's a pastor, but we also don't go to church on Sundays. Like, we, <laughs> we put the church on. So they're like, oh, well, what church do you go on Sundays? I'm like, mm, depends every weekend what track we're going to. Yeah. Like, there's never a specific place we're at, so. That's, that's pretty. I, I just think, well, first of all, that lifestyle, just the going is that that beats at my heart that's how i grew up my dad raced cars i raced bmx got into tennis now we do this my daughter's we don't know what it's like to be home so that (laughs) lifestyle is what i grew up in um i guess the next question for, for you is you're you're led to where you are do you have thoughts of where you'd like to see it go um, I don't know. You know, we, we were talking the other day, and we got brought up. Maybe this, maybe this answers the question. Somebody had asked about retirement, and uh, and I was like, I don't know. You know, I mean, I plan on riding dirt bikes until I can't ride dirt bikes anymore. Yep. So if I'm already going to be at the track riding dirt bikes, I might as well just keep preaching. You know, I mean, you never run out of stuff to talk about. You know, like just how good God is. I mean, there's always something. You know, so. I hope to be able to make a successful career out of it. You know, I mean, not not career like I'm doing it as a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. um, so the biggest the biggest thing for us is just um, the only thing we're lacking right now is funding. You know, like we have to raise our own funding as as a missionary family. Um, we work for FCA, but we're still responsible for raising all of our own money. So I mean, that's the only thing we're missing. I mean, you know, I mean, we're not. I'm not drawing a full time paycheck. So you know, I mean that that makes it makes things um just kind of got to watch everything a little more but i i hope to keep doing this for as long as i can i mean i, I love what we get to do if an if a national series came calling would you look at that as an opportunity or who i don't know how we're going to do this so we uh had something similar happen um not with me but with a with a real close friend of mine and um He's going to be the chaplain for a team, and they're they're on their way to California now for the HBI. first round. Yeah, for, yep. with Chris. Yeah, and um, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, "Man, you know, I I made the comment, and then Chris he, he'll hear about this and all that." But I was like, "You know, it would have been cool if if I would have known there was like an application process where like I'd have threw my <laughs> name in there." And um, and and Erica, being the wise wise woman that she is. She asked me the same thing, and she's like, "Would you give up your Florida Sears family to go and do that?" Yeah, that's the question that I was going to ask you. Yeah. Like, are you willing to give up what you have here because yeah. you reach so many people here? Yeah. Like, is it at that time? Is it about the job? Is it about the progression? Or is it about what you've already built? You know. Yeah. So for me, once once she said that and kind of brought me back down to reality, I was like, you know, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be willing to give up. You know like my Florida family, you know, like I, I love those people, man. Yeah. Like they, they are, our our church family. They're our track family. You know, they really are. They are everything. I mean, 
we uh, we got home last night about one thirty in the morning. I had a meeting this morning at nine. Went home for a couple hours. Drove here. We'll drive back tonight, and then I'm driving down to Palm Bay tomorrow to hang out with one of our kids that broke his femur, and he's got a pond in his backyard. And I'm just gonna go and sit and fish with him. There you go. I'd rather do that than go to Palm. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? awesome, man. And- well, there's a lot of things people would rather do than go to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like Matt Bell, the whole HBI. Like, I know Matt Bell, and um, I know he probably watches this. And um, that whole HBI team, I love what they're doing. Yeah, and it, it would be an an awesome experience for you guys as well. I mean, it just opens so many doors. But, but like I said, you you're giving up so much at the same time. Like, right. like you're. You're getting so much, but you're giving up so much. It's it would be a hard a hard decision. It's, it's like a it's like uprooting your family and moving. Yeah. And I mean, like I would tell Kyla, like, hey, we're gonna hang out with the pros. Isn't that awesome? And she's gonna say, yeah, that's gonna be awesome. But when am I gonna see? When am I gonna see my friends? Yeah. Yeah, and you don't know because you're gonna be all over the country at that yeah. point. And it's yeah. it's hard, especially I mean, with kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Chris, that's doing it. Um, it's an awesome opportunity for him, and, I, and I'm pumped for him. And you know, I mean. And and I know without a shadow of a doubt, like Chris prayed about it, like he did, he didn't make a knee jerk decision. Like, yeah. I, I know that this this is where God wants him. And what's really cool is he had another guy step in from FCA to take over the Alabama. It's like the King of the Mountain. Is that what it's called? King of the Mountain series. Uh, I think so. But so there's now a a younger kid, older teenager that's doing the services there. You know so. It's awesome that he's able to step down and the ministry gets handed off. It doesn't just stop. Yeah. yeah. You know, but to answer your question, for me, no, I, I don't know that um, I could give up my Florida family. I really don't. Like, those people have, they've got a spot in my heart. You know, like, I'd, I'd, I'd tell them, you know, and, and I think it was weird at first being the pastor that just kind of came on and, um, you know, I waited six months. You know, like, we did, we did the dating time. And, um, but now like when we leave the track, I, I tell our families like, Hey, I love you. You know, Mm -hmm. like be safe. Text me when you get home. You know, like I want to check with kids during the week. Like, Hey, how's Austin doing? Or, or whatever, you know, like how can I be there for your kids? I mean, we, we went to the mall a couple weeks ago just to get out of the, get out of the camper and took one of the kids with us from the track. And it was like, dude, we're not going to do anything fun, but if we're going to go walk around, if you want to come with us, you know, come with us and hang out. Because, like Kylie said, we're always going. So now when we're not around those families. Like, we have this, like, void. It's like, where's where's all our people at? You yeah. know, like, we have a break from when we have our last race at the Florida Series to when we have our first race. And, I mean, we're, like, driving to see people, hang out with people. Like, we're trying to set up ride days at tracks. And yeah. we're calling people, what are you doing for Christmas? Like, let's meet up and... Luckily, we have that break, and uh, or no, it's it's before that. But like, we have a whole gang of people we meet up with at Minio's, and um, we'll get out there about five five thirty in the morning, and we'll just bounce from camper to camper and pray with families, and because I want to, not yeah. because I have to. Yeah. Nowhere in my FCA stuff does it say you have to pray with these families. Like, I do it. You're doing what you love. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did it before I even got involved with FCA. Yeah. You know, like these these kids they mean something to me, you know, I mean, it really is, um, it's like we call them adopted kids, I mean, me and my wife, like, we wanted to have a big family, and, um, God gave us two kids, and, and we also lost two kids, so, you know, I just look at it as a way of God kind of filling that void, you know, I mean, that, that was a, 
a hard thing to go through in the moment, you know, like when you, you lose two kids and then you look back down, it's like, man, but God's put all these other kids in my life. And, and while they'll never be my kids, like I can't claim on my taxes, you know, but, but God's given us such a big group of kids. You know I mean? We went through the same experience. We lost two kids as well. But, um, to me, I think a lot of these kids, like you are famous to a lot of these kids because you they look up to you, you know, maybe they don't see you on TV, but they see you every weekend, and right. you're that adult that is talking at the tracks, and, you know, to you, to, to them, you are famous, like, you know, you have a fan base, in a way, I guess, and, um, so, to give that up would, would be, I don't, I don't think I could do it either, yeah. like, yeah. with this, obviously, you know, we'd love to hit a national series, you know, and, and cover a team or something like that, but, in another essence, it would be extremely hard, regardless yeah. of you know how you do it with the kids, and because our kids are our metal sons, so involved in racing, and but they they've gained a family within the racing too, and that's half the half the reason we we raced the Dade City Championship. For one, he's in the points the points race, but his friends and his now family that are yeah. there, you know, it's it's hard to leave that. So yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. and I I think. It's a very selfless measure to kind of play your role. And you talked about the family side of it. We only had one, and that was because my wife told me we had one and we're good. <laughs> right. uh, it's not a negative, it's just, but I was also a college tennis coach, so I had 44 yeah. kids over a 10-year period that I still, I have one who's now an attorney asking me for a reference letter. Wow. And he's now almost 30, and... And we're going through that route now, and so those you find your your tribe, yeah. And you and you, I'm not I'm not a preacher, but I can't tell you how many meetings I had of players that needed to talk about stuff, yeah. and you become that 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 voice. And that was one of the questions you talked about, Kylie reaching the kids her age, and th- her ministering to them. And that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you because for you. You're dealing not every you know guy that's coming off the plumbing line, bringing his kids to the track on Saturday night, spending the night, going to race on Sunday. They're not super faith-based people. Mm-hmm. How one of, one of my compliments about track preachers being so good is they meet people where they are. How do you how do you know when to push and when to just be their friend in that in that instance? I think it's um kids are wild tonight. <laughs> I think it's a lot of uh just being a people person, being able to be relatable to the families. Um you know, when to I don't know when to push back and, and when when to or when to pull back and you know just reading people, you know, like you, you can tell, like okay, the, clearly now's not the time they want to talk. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of times where I'll walk up to them and I'll just pat them on the back, and it's like, hey, you know, like I'm praying if you need anything, I'm down there at the camper. You know, because they're real dads, yeah. like like us. You know, what I mean, and like you said, I want to meet people where they're at, and not everybody's, you know, um, I don't like uh, super Jesus, you know, followers or, yeah. or whatever. You know, so there's dads that like they're ready to throw tools and like they're cussing and or whatever, and and I, and I get it, I get frustrated too, 
you know. So it's it's in those times where it's, it's like it's I, a hard sport. Like yeah, like I'm I'm not gonna like I don't want to like lay hands on you and pray on you and try to calm you down and then tell you that it's all gonna be okay. You know, like little Timmy's bike broke and it cost eight thousand dollars. Like I get it, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm sometimes stuff stuff yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. And and that's what I just I try to meet him there and um yeah I mean that's. Is that kind of where you're what well, you're yeah. looking for? Yeah. I think that's where you excel at this though too, because you have kids that are racing. Like you know yeah. what it's like. It, this weekend we we had an incident. Bowen kicked off his um his, his coil, and I thought I forgot to put gas in the bike, so I pushed him off the track. You know, just cussing myself out in my right, head, right? Because you know you just ruined this kid's night. And I was fit to be tied. I, I probably would not have been able to talk to anybody. I know I couldn't have talked to anybody because my wife has tried to ask me some stuff. And I'm like, just, yeah, I need, I need a, minute. a minute. because. Yeah. And then, you know, I pushed him back to the toy hauler. And he's like, Dad, my um, spark plugs hang in there. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? And I put it back on. It fired right back up, you know. And then I was just that much more mad. Yeah. But you know, like you understand what these people are going through because you're doing it with them. Right. It's not just some some random preacher, some random guy that's coming up to them, you know, just trying to speak verses or anything. Like, you are living yeah. this with them as well. Yeah. And, yes, you answered my question because the direction of that question was because my father, um, back when he was the head coach at Weber and the athletic director and stuff, the, the, the pastor that married my wife and I, he was this fiery, red-headed little guy. Yeah. But he came, he wasn't he wasn't always a church pastor. He was a military chaplain. Okay. So his life was <coughs> these guys who were trying to stay alive. Yeah. And when he retired from the military as a chaplain, he got into the church ministry. We'll say brick and mortar ministry. Right. Well he came to our little church in Babson Park and he would just come to my dad's office and my dad was was like we'll tell you how it is we're gonna go cut loose we're gonna party but he lo- also loved his players yeah this pastor pastor Dolph died um passed away but he would come sit on my dad's couch kick his feet up and they would talk yeah and just talk yeah and my dad said pastor Dolph came to see me today and they would just talk he met my dad where he was and that's always been kind of the measure of a, I used to go to a church and in, in, in many years ago, and I like you guys, I played sports. We're not home on Sundays, yeah. And on Wednesdays we were practicing, and we couldn't. Well, you know, we're missing you here. You're not here. You you need to be here. And I'm like, I can't be here if I'm doing the sport I love. I can't be here, and I didn't feel welcomed. Yeah. And I think that's part of whether you have faith or not. That comfort. Um. The comfort of having someone that's just on your side. No questions asked. Right. Yes, I would love for you to come to my side, but I'm here for you if you need me. Yeah. And I think that's where I think that, I'm not doing it derogatory, the track pastor is someone that can meet those people. And to have a family that's along with it with you is even better because now you got the four-prong approach like you were talking about. I mean... My daughter doesn't race. She does horses. But meeting some kid that just wants to hang out and just, hey, I'll talk to you as yeah. 
Although she'd love to pick your brain because as a racer and, and she does horses, she's like, "Hey, you ever been you ever been bucked like this on the bike?" And she, <laughs> she, she'd pick your brain for hours on that part. But but that I think that's where the question was coming from was how do you meet these people and and you just know you just yeah. know. Um, yeah. I got another question for you. What is the number one lesson that you've learned from your dad in in this industry? And I know it's a calling, but it also is an yeah. industry. What have you learned from him that you use on a daily basis? Um, from like what, like a ministry aspect? Or just just like, what the number one lesson you've learned from your dad? I would say, even though sometimes, like he said, like sometimes, like when the bike isn't working or something isn't going right, like your immediate reaction is just to freak out. I would say one thing I've learned from him is just to take it one step at a time. Like don't overwork yourself or overthink to the point where it doesn't become fun anymore. Like just just take everything one step at a time. I like that. Yeah. And that's tough for a lot of I mean, I'm an adult and I will tell you when I crashed on Sunday <laughs> and I once I assessed that I was I was just mad. And there's some damage to the bike, there's some stuff, but I've had a day to but that moment if you have that calming influence already congratulations <laughs> my daughter when she was 13 14 how old are you about to be 16 oh I'm sorry 16 when my daughter was 16 I will tell you she was not calm 20 years old it's a completely different child right. like she drives herself back and forth to Tallahassee hauls her own horse trailer around oh, and everything. Cool. but she's but at 16 we weren't there <laughs> and to have that calming presence would have been a nice, would have been a nice change. I love her, Abriana. I love you, but uh, yeah, at sixteen, we weren't quite there yet. Now, around other people, she was a calming influence. Around mom and dad, and when it wouldn't calm. Yeah. So, I will say, um, they are brother and sister, so they have their moments. But really, have like God's blessed us with with two great kids. I mean, polar opposites. Like Waylon would have never came to this. And if he would have came, he would have sat in the truck, wouldn't have said a word. <laughs> um, not because he's rude. He's just really introverted, yep. and she's really extroverted. You know, so um, we've got two really good kids, though. They've, they've been been good kids. I'm going to say this. I, I appreciate the fact that, as a almost 16-year-old, the fact that you're – because everybody cares about what they look like and the filter that's on it and all that. And the fact that you're just sitting here – talking with three adult men on about motocross and, and, and FCA and, and the Lord is like pretty pretty impressive like most people most people especially ladies and guys guys I think are even worse I think a 16 year old dude sitting right there yeah. we would have only got like a um, uh, out of you so the fact that you're willing to talk publicly it says a lot about mom and dad but it also says a lot about what you feel inside and and where do you see yourself going from this point? Are we are we going to college? Are we going straight into ministry? Are we? I, there's not a women's pro stuff now, so that's kind of tough. But yeah. what do you, where do you see yourself going? I definitely, I definitely want to go to college. I've always wanted to, like, like I said, I've kind of have that like helpful personality. So I've always wanted to do something with physical therapy. Like whenever my dad broke his collarbone, I went to every single appointment and I fell in love with it. Like the first time I went, so that's definitely something I want to do. But like. Like he said, he kind of doesn't really want to stop doing ministry, but, like, I'll always be there to, like, pick it up whenever he does. Like, it's something that, I'd say, like, since it is, like, I've gone to church ever since I was born. So, like, it's something that I've always been around. So, it's, like, I would, like, 
I want people to feel the joy that I have from what God gives me and what he or how he loves me and I want other people to be able to see that and see that whenever they are going through something hard that there is someone there that like truly knows everything and knows what's best for you and whenever one of your friends says oh well you know everything happens for a reason like God really says everything happens for a reason like you may not see it in that instance of oh well like you said like a couple weeks ago we were at a race and my bike wasn't working my clutch jumped the gate every single start it was <laughs> terrible and I knew like me and my dad were both upset about it because we couldn't figure out what went wrong but it was like it was just like taking it one step at a time and just knowing like there is something that's going to come out of this like even if it's not a good finish like we had a really good weekend overall like nobody was hurt the bike was fixed like we got all under control just like I guess just really like taking it like one step at a time and really like seeing what God has out for you so we might have a title for this episode one step at a time well, I, I agree <laughs> with that um I got Derek business side of things physical therapy FCA that if you can hang on for your years they need physical therapy at the races all the time we got a mobile physical therapy office I, I could have used it this week <laughs> but no I mean, that's awesome and I think I think it's funny you talk about that about you went to all the, the, the stuff it's funny how you're drawn to things and the interest peaks and uh, having being being a, a girl dad right. as well um, I see that it's, it's you're so enthralled with their growth and, and your maturity and, and your willingness to speak to us we don't have a huge following but the fact that you're willing to sit here and put yourself out there is something that is dad congratulations yeah. and, and Erica congratulations right. um, but uh, your son there ain't nothing wrong with that either I, I, I would love to sit in a hole sometimes too so the the, the cool thing about Waylon and then I'll, I want to touch on something for Kylie but so Waylon um he, he is the way he is, but he's very behind-the-scenes help. If I need a table set up, if, if I can't find a banner, mm-hmm. Waylon, we go grab my Bible. I need my notes. We need some donuts. Like, Waylon's on it. Like, he doesn't want to be praised. Don't tell anybody he did it. He just wants to do it, and then, you know. I can help you with the donuts. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. We, we started that. We'll have to we'll have to get on that here in a minute. <laughs> We had a we had a good weekend. Um, had a donating contest. It was, it was pretty pretty wild. But I'd be jealous. Of that. Um, I want I want you to uh, I want I want to talk to you about kind of what he asked and something we've talked about. You know, so she's having a heart for ministry and having a job and staying in moto. You know, me and Kylie have had a lot of rough conversations about the reality of you know she'll she'll tell you if you ask her like she wants to go pro. But she knows yeah. there's no future in it, unfortunately. At this point, yep, it's, it's so, the reality. Yeah. So she had talked about, you know, like, well, what if I went to school, became a physical therapist, and then got hired on at, like, MTF, and I, and I was there? Or what if what if she could get on with, I mean, Star, Star Yamaha seems to be hiring everybody, so, <laughs> you know, what, what if they hired her as a, as a traveling therapist? Yeah. Or yeah. what if she could get on with Alpine Stars, working yeah. with the medic team? Yeah. And then that's the way she can still do something she wanted to go to school for. She can still share that ministry, and she can still be involved in motocross. So talk about kind of what me and you talked about with that, some just your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, I would say, like, with physical therapy, there are so many opportunities for it because in every sport, someone gets hurt, and especially motocross. Like you said, you got, like, one of my friends got ran over this weekend. Like, it's just bound to happen. So it's, like, I feel like it's it's kind of, it was definitely, like, God's plan for us to be in this sport because it's something I'm really passionate about ever since. I think he forced me to go with him to the first physical therapy appointment. I didn't want to go. I was like, Dad, this is going to be stupid. Like, I don't want to go and sit in this room and watch him stretch your arm for an hour. Like, it's not what I want to do. And I walked in, and I was just, like, I was just, like, in awe of what they were doing. I was like, this is so cool how they just, like, are, like, like how he got his full range of motion back. I was like, he has a whole plate in there, and he can just bend his arm like it's like nothing's ever broken. Be honest, like, you were laughing because they were making him scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our conversations on the way home were very interesting about what he was what he was feeling, especially the ice. The yeah. ice was his least favorite part. Yeah. But I feel like there's so many opportunities with physical therapy and racing that it's mm-hmm. just like it was kind of just like bound to happen. So. And I think it's awesome as you're talking about that ministry. I, I was thinking of like Star and MTF and. Alpine Stars and, and what was the other one I was thinking was there was another one I was throwing uh, thinking was you were throwing those out and it's like yeah there's there really are a lot of yeah. opportunity plus you already have the personality that you're not scared to talk you could eventually create your own yeah. destiny yeah. based upon those things I mean how did Dr. G become the Dr. G right. like right. he didn't it didn't just happen but now he goes to races I mean the guy works a full practice and yeah. then he's at every race yeah so maybe you create something. Maybe it's a Florida-based yeah. thing, and, and, and who knows? I mean, yeah. just just right here in Florida, man, she could be a, a traveling motocross therapist. Yeah. I mean, we've got what Baker's factories here. I mean, there's there's a ton yeah. of ton of clubs yeah, here. You know, most I mean, of the riders are here, and we we've, yeah. we've talked about this week after week. Is they come here to train? They're always here. So yeah. just just to be even to be with one of the teams, you know, your riders are here. Yep. Yeah. So. I think it's cool, like with with ministry, how we're into it. She could do physical therapy, and I mean, how much how much better would it be for you if you go to physical therapy and you know this this guy had went to college for physical therapy and that's all he knows, but then there's also somebody that went to college for physical therapy that also rode motocross, yeah. yeah. So they're able to re- oh, so this is what you did. Yep. Well, let's try this instead of just like you know this is what the book says. Like Kylie can say, okay, well. Let's let's try this, you know. Just on a side note, yeah, all that background noise you hear is it decided again to pour. So we're outside of the uh, beachfront studio, uh, <laughs> uh, poolside studio. Sorry, the poolside studio, and the rain subsided. We had about three inches of water on the deck earlier. It's all gone, but now it's decided to give us another late night shower. So the background noise you're hearing is not someone running water or someone <laughs> going to the bathroom. That's actually rain falling. So between rain and kids tonight, it's, yeah. yeah. Be lots of background noise, but, it's, anyway. but it's real. It's yeah. real. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how we started this. Is I don't. We don't do a lot of editing. We don't do. We're very also raw in our in our conversations as well, is because it's it's just who I am. Yeah. I I read books for kids on YouTube, and I mess up. I don't, we don't go back. I just keep talking and going through it, and because I I'm not the full production right. person. So. You connect with more people when yeah. you when they're on your level, like yeah some of these other podcasts even like James James Stewart you know the Bubba's world where it's so you know silent so produced it's he's a he's a pro and that's how you look at him like yeah. we don't want to be on that level where we can't be connected with and right it, yeah. it, it makes this so much better but um and what what I wanted to bring up is like with you 
So Trey Kennard is one of my all-time favorite riders, um, and I feel like you two have a lot in common because he, he he's kind of like in the same path, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Trey is just such a down-to-earth guy, and, you know. You remind me just of him, and like even on our wedding day, he you know Brian and I's wedding day last August, uh, he sent me a video on our wedding day, you know, congratulating me and telling me all about it, and it's just. Uh, for some reason, you remind me of him so much, and just like the whole the whole thing that you guys have going on, it just it reminds me of all that, and he's it's it's, it's awesome. Yeah, Trey <laughs> does a lot with us. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he's out. he's such a and he's such a down to earth guy, and I that's what drew me to him originally when I was a kid, and then you know just as the years grew up, and I I went to a lot of his races and time out. Drew, I'm so old. Trey, he was drawn to Trey Canaro when he was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> You'll understand this at some point in your life. Let that sink in that, a little that bit. Really, right. That really hurt. Right. <laughs> Let that sink in. Yep. Oh wow. Okay, keep going. Sorry. No, but it, 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 for some reason the, the comparison, I don't. It's just like it hit my mind right now. Yeah. You know, it's, Must yeah, be the hairstyle. Maybe. Maybe. Trey, Trey, if you're listening, I could use some riding lessons. So <laughs> can my boys. Um. Speaking of the Trekinar, what what is the you guys? You're at I guess Orlando every every week mm-hmm. or all the time. All the time, yeah. We're going there tonight. Okay, <laughs> where where where's the next? What's the next event? What's coming up? What 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 do you have going on to kind of get us as we start this summer process? Where do you guys go? So this is usually where I look over at Erica and I, and I give her the mic and let her handle it. <laughs> What's my schedule? Yeah. Um, so our next race uh, with the Florida Series is Tampa, but uh, Kylie actually turns 16 on the 25th. So like, what, three more days? And she'll be 16. My baby will be 16, man. Um, so we're going to do some birthday stuff and hang out. My mom's coming down from Gainesville and she's going to hang out with us. We're going to try to go to the beach one day. Um, then we actually have to go back up to Gainesville to get our toy hauler worked on. So we'll be there for that week, which um, is going to lead us up to the is the amateur regionals at Gatorbank. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a qualifier. Yeah, time. we'll be up there for that. Um, she's we're not uh, we're not racing for Loretta's this year. Um, we hope to go to do ministry, you know, because FCA is at at Loretta's. They have a presence there, so we want to go and and check all that out. Um, and then there's a race actually at Waldo this weekend. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it really is kind of fly off the cuff. I mean, we have a calendar and we try to stick to it, but you know, if something pops up and, and we're, we're able to come, then that's where we'll be. But so next for the Florida series is uh, June 11th at Tampa MX. Okay. All right. Cause I'm, I'm taking a different route of my racing career. I guess as an amateur old man, I guess I have a career. But I'm only, vet, a vet. Vet, vet. I'm only going to do one race a month, kind of, from this point forward, because I'm going to do the National Enduro Series, and they race kind of once a month, nine nine races for the year. But I want to get out and start covering some more of the... Yeah. One of the club leaders for FTR, he found out what I was doing. He's like, hey, that means you can come work the races. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do, is I want to go, like, when we're home, I want to go on help with the track i've never done it that way so i'd love to come cover one of the fca like cover a chapel service on a yeah. saturday night or, or and see what that's so people can see kind of what it's like and yeah. just shoot some raw video and like hey look at these are the people this is what's happening and maybe 
shadow you around yeah. on a s- Sunday morning and, and, and what's it like and do a little not a vlog but right. I'm, too, I'm too old for a vlog right. but just <laughs> shoot some video and piece it together and say here's what it's like to be an FCA pastor yeah bring your walking shoes I, I got you we were like somewhere between 25 and 30,000 steps yesterday I got you I'm, I'm good with that hiking I'm good with that um, I do have something coming up that I forgot about because we just started it last Wednesday so the, back to the whole brick and mortar church and what we want to do at the track, we have now started a Wednesday night youth service at Orlando MX. So okay. Dean trains, little Dean trains on Wednesdays, and when when training's over, um, we have parents each week sign up to, to bring dinner. So while the kids are eating, while you know I've got them somewhat contained, like I do a Bible lesson while they're eating dinner. And then after dinner, we have a game that we play, you know, and we just kind of hang out and fellowship after that. And it gives me and Erica time to reach the parents, you know, that might not come on a Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. at that point on Wednesday night, they're already there. Yeah. Now their kids are playing, and it's just like, well, who do we talk to? You know, so now me and Erica have a chance to come in there and, and talk with the talk with the parents. Um, it, was, it was great last week. We had, like, three dishes of spaghetti and... Um, we celebrated Victoria's birthday, and then uh, we had a game we called a holler for a dollar. And you basically lay a dollar down on the ground flat, and you have to hold your toes and jump over it. It's not as easy as it <laughs> sounds, I promise. So um, I don't think I can reach my toes. Yeah. Well, imagine reaching your toes and jumping and not letting go of your toes. Well, I might need that physical therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I just pull the camera back and we can, you no. can attempt this? Nope. <laughs> So I'm still healing for God's right? sake. I don't, I don't need anything else. I haven't started healing yet. I'm still hurting. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, yeah. I texted one of our one of our families. Uh, the mom's a, a PTA, and I texted her today, and she was like, uh, "So what'd you hurt?" And I was like, "Both ankles and my right arm." And she was like, "Both ankles? How are you walking?" And I was like, "Like a newborn penguin. Like that's, <laughs> that's what it looks like. I'm not running anywhere." So. Yesterday, towards the end of the day, we had a couple kids go down. We had 29 motos, and we had kids go down in 26 and 27. And uh, finally, I asked one of the dads, I was like, let me take your clip bike. Like, I can't I can't walk no more. Yeah. Like, my ankles look like marshmallows. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of walking. Do you like watching that? We have a management theory. By the way, I'm going to bring you up in a second, but... Um, we do go. you do you like watching Dad ride, or do you wish Dad would get off the bike and just uh, <laughs> lead, lead the people? Um, Tell them the backstory. So, me and my friend were staying in the bleachers, you know, just hanging out watching, and it was actually my dad's moto. And because I'm a motocross kid, I'm always doing a hundred things at once, so I never really watch his motos. So this was like a rare thing I was watching his moto. Well. He's, he's doing pretty good, and he goes over the finish line, and he just, like, does, like, a cartwheel in the air. And I was like, what is he doing? Like, how did he just do that? And I look at my friend, and I was like, did you just see that? And she was like, yeah, I have no idea how that happened. And then, so sometimes I do, sometimes I'm like, maybe we should just tone it down a little bit, you know, maybe stick to one race, but I don't know. I like watching him have fun. So, so I got off the track, and she's like, Dad, so embarrassing and I was like what and she was like you're trying to do tricks on the finish line I was like no I got cross running got thrown off the bike like I wasn't trying to do a trick it looked like he was trying to throw a whip and then he kind of just did a cartwheel it just missed it I was like what is he doing and the reason I bring that up is because for over a year now Derek has a tendency to make himself ale 
a little bit, and so we've been talking about getting into the management side, and this is one of our processes with starting this podcast and with his own children, and and uh, yesterday at my race, my, my buddy Jason, by the way, congratulations Jason, he finished second in the 35B yesterday, he rode an amazing race, like he gained, we did, two of the tests were the same test, and the second time through, he gained 15 minutes on the first time, like Jeez. Yeah, like you don't do that, and it, it was like he just picked up the pace, and he was flying, and he ended up finishing second. And so, good job to him. That race has knocked him out. That was his third attempt at finishing this race, and he finally got it done. I'm now zero and two, so I figure maybe next year I'll. <laughs> right. It's not on my schedule for next year, but I told my wife, I'm like, we're going back. I'm not letting yeah. it beat me. But he told me yesterday after my crash, he, he's like, hey man. You've been having that discussion with Derek, so he's listening to us about getting into management. He said, "Have you thought maybe it's time for you to shut it down?" I said, "No, nah, I'm not ready yet." Right. But uh, no. So you got you got brought up yesterday in a positive role. He's like, "You've talked Derek into going into management. Maybe it's time for you to, to take that role too." You got a part in it. It's still <laughs> it's still not a hundred percent. I was we were sitting at the track Saturday, and I'm like, man. <laughs> the bike's looking good. Buddy had a bike there. Kevin, who was on one of our podcasts, his bike was in the back of the toy hauler, and I'm like, dude, had I brought my gear, I'd be running that thing. Right. But it, you know, it's still there. You can't ever get it out of you. I still ride. Yep. But it, I try yeah. not to line up, and yeah. my wife has told me if you line up, I'm signing papers. Right. So, <laughs> but well, before we, before we get out of here, real quick, Date City was kind of a mud fest this weekend. Tell us about Date City. It was because it was supposed to be round date. Yeah, it, it was round eight. Oh, okay. yeah, we we they ran one set of motos and ended it. We turned it into a, it. We didn't, but um, it turned into a monsoon. It mm-hmm. just totally wrecked the place. We we had a bad weekend. Like I got said before, he kicked his a coil off the bike and I'm just going around a turn. I'm not quite sure how you get your foot up that far or what what happened. He said he hit a rock and it come up. But, it's called youth. Yeah, but uh, the coil came off and. Um, but because of the rain, um, you f- you you finished as you placed in Moto One, so we had a DNF or uh, yeah oh, a DNF. Man. So it's we still ended up like seventh, which wasn't terrible out of like twelve or something like that. So it wasn't last, but it wasn't where we should have been by yeah. any means. But yeah, everybody had a rough weekend there. I don't know what it was. We had uh, Future's new rider uh, Caleb. He he's in the pits with us. He he pits with us, and um, he forgot to fill his bike up. And he, that kid was running a race. Oh my! Oh, did we have we had this before? Um, a little too many times, actually. Oh. It happens, and that that was the first thing that I came to was you forgot to put uh, you know VP in his bike. I'm like oh my! And it just it irritates you because <laughs> yeah. that's my responsibility now. Right. And um, other than that, it between all the 50s riding together and they probably shouldn't have been together it was it was a good weekend though we, we were there all weekend we had fun you know it was family time um we got to hang out with friends and like i said it, it's hard to leave that that's that's why we raced the series but what is it august 13th we I will think, yeah. we will be with these guys at dade city um for the dade city race and then the florida florida series we're going to race it all and be be with you guys there so definitely be at that yeah that'll be um awesome. that's going to be a good time but if yeah I if i don't go to alabama i'm going to be there as yeah well. I, may, I may find something different to do just because um since i'm just kind of training until january yeah. 
I may find something different to do. But yeah, if if, I, if I'm not there, I'll be yeah. I'll be with you guys. So the weekend you both raced this weekend. How was how was we talked about cartwheeling? We talked about riding. <laughs> how was the overall weekend? What's was it a series or was it just the Orlando? Yeah, okay. yeah, it was our uh, third round. It's the third round of the Florida series. Okay, and um, it was good. I don't remember how many people were there, but I mean they had a huge turnout. Which track was this? At Sunshine, Sunshine. Sunshine. yep, okay. up in Jasper, yeah. Sunshine, Sunshine, Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our favorite places to go to. Like yeah. that was that was the hard part about moving is we were only like 30, 45 minutes from there, and now we're like four hours from there. Yeah. So. Does that soil look kind of like a pack soil? Because Jasper and Jacksonville aren't too far away, are they? So, not, I mean, I don't know. They're, it's the difference of the coast, really. Okay. I mean, coast in the middle of the state. Yeah. But um, not, the dirt at Sunshine is what I'm thinking the dirt in heaven is going to be like. <laughs> I mean, it was just, the, the, the way they take care of that place is amazing. And that has a lot to do with it. I it's, mean, it, there was water on the track all day. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it, again, it was soupy in the morning. Yeah. But, um. You'll have that with the moisture in the yeah, air. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to get away from yeah. that. But, um, yeah, we had a great time. Uh, we went to Moto Bros before that. And Moto Bros, we had a monsoon come down. Yeah. We only ran one moto. But Jason and them, they did a fantastic job on the track. Like, I was doubting them. I was like, there's no way the track's going to be rideable. Yeah. And, I mean, if it wouldn't have been for a time, like, restraint, we, we could have done two motos. It, the, the track, dude, it was amazing. And then our first race was at Orlando. At Orlando, and um, they just redid it. I don't know if y'all been out there. It used to be all sand, and now it's all hard-packed oh, clay. Really? Yeah, so. that's I, was, I heard they were doing the peewee track, um, what, about a couple of months ago now. Yeah. And I... I um I want to take the kids there. We just haven't made it up yet. So, so. now the P Dubs they can ride the whole track. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. What was the Maybe. impetus for the change for them going from more of a sand base to clay? I don't know. Well, I, so the dirt that we have now at Orlando was from Monster Jam. Oh. So uh, I don't know the logistics on the Monster Jam side of it, but I just they had to get rid of the dirt and they, they were like you know aged out or whatever yeah yeah I guess so yeah. and uh, they called Dean and they were like do you want dirt I mean and who's going to turn down what was it <clears throat> like 450 loads of dirt or something like that Lord I mean it, it could have been 250 but it was 250 or 450 I mean it was a ton of dirt and why not take it it's going to be good quality it's been it's been yep. sifted it's been I mean it's well it's mm. we've <laughs> We've pulled out all kinds of oh. stuff. I mean, it's like usually for that Monster Jam stuff, they don't care. Are you yeah. finding are you finding windshields and stuff yeah, like truck fenders? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they chains, found a yeah, that. yeah, chains, bricks. So all the cars they crush, I guess, like when they're done with Monster Jam, they just pick the cars up. They don't pick the pieces up, uh, and they push yeah. all the dirt together and haul it out. So like, uh, there's they found a motor block in one of the piles, like before it ever made it on the track. Yeah. But there was like supposedly there was a motor block in one of the piles of dirt That's or wild. something like out of a four cylinder. Who knew they might need to run mooses in a motorcross track? Right? Yeah. <laughs> but man, what what Dean has done with that place is it's amazing. I mean, it's the the dirt and the or the clay and the sand. It's going to keep working in. Like yeah. this rain is doing nothing but great for the track. Yep. And um, Dean, it's that place is awesome. I mean, it's uh, that might be our bucket list this week because I I told. I told Bowen, I said, we're, we're going to hit a different track this week to get yeah. you out of the Dade City perspective. And yeah. We need to hit something else. And 
I think that that might just yeah. hit the list. Then. It's so much fun, dude. I, I love it. Like we had talked about, you know, to me, people ask me, you know, what do you think about it being hard pack now? Because I hate it. I love when it was sand. Well, I have a background in BMX, mm-hmm. so I'm used to hard pack. Yeah. You know, they're all spinning out in the corners, and for once, I feel like the fast guy because <laughs> I can make it through the corner. Yeah. You know, and um, so I love it. I mean, Kylie, she. She loved it. She had a little digger two weeks ago, and we ended up at the hospital. But, you know, obviously she's fine. But um, it just got slick. You know, I mean, it, it's still working yeah. in, and it and it was, like, blue-grooved. I mean, yep. yeah, so, but. Well, plus, you're on a, a Super Mini that you really want to be. You want to be on the pipe to make it go. And four strokes, we can kind of roll the yep. throttle and get yep. some traction. So it's just a different feeling. And the, the cool thing is, is as you progress, that feeling of, You've got to be on the pipe, and you're going to go get on a four-stroke at some point, and it's going to be like, oh, wow, okay, this is how I can go through that yeah. corner. So, yeah, I, I I, was a long veteran of the two-stroke. That's what I rode, and I finally decided I'm, I'm going to buy myself a four-stroke. Those super minis are gnarly bikes, yeah. though. Yeah. So we, uh, when Kylie got into it, like everybody, we tried to get into it on a budget, and um, she was riding a CRF 80, and she outgrew it super quick, and... Um, she wanted to race, and I was like, okay, well, I talked to a bunch of dads, and they were like, buy buy a brand new bike. Do mm-hmm. not buy a used bike. Buy a brand new bike. And I was like, okay. And I went and priced a brand new bike, and I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. like we're talking like six grand for yeah. a Super Mini. Be- just because of her height, you know. I mean, we put her on an 80, and she was flat foot, and her knees were bent, and I was like, okay, well, we got to get a big wheel or something. And um, I priced them, and I, I talked to her and I said, "Hey, look, are you sure you want to do this? Because this is a big, it's a big investment. Yeah. Like, I don't want to buy this bike and then you'd be like, oh, well, I don't want to do it.' So, thank God. I mean, it, it costs us more money in the long run. But she she came to me and she was like, you know, before we buy this super expensive bike, like I, I just want to try it. So we ended up putting her on a YCF Biggie 150, which is the same seat height as a 100." So she rode that for a while. She raced it for, what, a year? Yeah, until it started breaking every weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, eventually she got to where the bike, we just couldn't keep up yeah. with it. And um, I don't know where I was. Oh, I don't know where I was going with the story. Um, so he got the track. He came up to me. And he was like, Preacher, he's like, I always see you working on this bike. He's like, I got one also. He's like, every weekend you're working on this bike. And so uh, I was like, okay. I talked to Erica. He sold it to us for a crazy crazy deal it's a old uh pro circuit super mini yep. so like it's got a kit suspension for 80s which i didn't even know they made at yep. that point but like so he told us the suspension on her bike was like five grand for the suspension we didn't pay five grand for the whole bike but um anyways we were heading to mesa and we stopped and bought it on the way and then she raced it that weekend i told her i was like it's a different bike be careful ride it da, 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 da. so she did we got back home, and I had an 80 when I was a kid, and I was like, I want to jump on this thing and relive my glory days. Dude, I got on it. That thing's mm-hmm. a rocket. He broke the back fender off. <laughs> I, was, I told her, I was like, Kylie, if I would have rode this before we bought it, I wouldn't have bought it for you. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're gnarly bikes. Uh, I, I skipped the super mini stage. I went from 85 straight to 250s. But those, I've rode them, I've worked on them, and I know for a fact that yeah. they are a gnarly yeah. bike. And yeah. everybody, everybody in the motocross world will say, like, that is one of the fastest bikes yeah. there is. Yeah. They, they are gnarly. I remember watching Bubba ride one. Yeah. Because I used to go to Date City, and when they were, when they were kids, yeah. and now they're broadcasting, right. I used to go watch them ride. 
and it's crazy how fast they would go on those bikes and yeah. it's like whew, man and That's I know crazy. people have even gotten the funny thing is people have gotten faster like it's not hasn't slowed down they're right. just faster we, and, we talked about that this weekend the amount of kids that got hurt yeah. And it was like you used to show up to the race, and there was that one kid. Yeah. And now, yeah, it's all the time. Yeah. There's it's just, a gang. Of even them. these 50s, like the 50s that we're on, those things are nasty. For a five, like our, our boy's five years old. Yeah. And he's on a 50 that will just smoke. You know, th- yeah. they're keeping up with 65s with yeah. the right kid on them. It, it's it's wild. I mean, yeah. and it it does it is causing a lot more injuries. But what are you going to do about yeah. it? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's the down. sport and. Yeah. We can't backtrack at this point, yeah. you know. Um, we were up at Sunshine this past weekend, and um, I think it was Jonathan Getz. He was on an 85. I don't remember what class it was or if they combined it, but, I mean, he was beating the 250s. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen Jonathan Getz ride. I mean, the kid is the machine. Yeah. But it's – kids are getting fast. I mean, super fast. I'll throw a name out from the past, J.B. Ballard, mm-hmm. uh, when he was a kid, I used to watch him at Dade City on an 85 race the pro class. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how are you keeping up? Yeah. That's oh, Carson Wood. Yeah. And he, yep. he watch him, he's done a couple races here at Dade City and he'll, he'll take his out and just yep. annihilate the big bug. Well, they just ring him out. I mean, it's just, you yeah. gotta, you gotta know you're on the throttle going through the corner and if you have to hit the clutch just don't let up the gas because it's going to catch no, him. He, he sounds like Justin yeah. Barsha going yeah. going around Dade City. I love it. And my cousin and I, we both, when when we were racing 85s, that's we would practice with 250s, you know. And, like, it, it brings up my childhood. It was it was awesome. But that's why I made the jump from 85 to 250. Right. Because that's just what uh, – we didn't go through that stage. Yeah. But now you're watching these kids go through the, the 50s, the 65s, the 85s, oh. super minis, you know. It's cool. The progression's cool, but they're they're wild. Yeah, kids are crazy fast. There's um, real quick out at Orlando. They built they rebuilt Mount Bithlow, and it's what 120 feet. Oh, yeah. it's a 120 it's a 125 feet. And um, I think Mason was the first kid I saw hit it on an 85. Yeah, he was the first kid. And I told Kylie, I was like, I don't. I know a 250 can do it. I was like, I'm pretty sure if you're screaming at 125, you'll make it. Mm-hmm. And I said, but ain't no way a kid on 85 is going to do it. And Mason came out there, and he jumped it three times, and then you just heard him hit the double before it. And I, I took a video of it, and he just... Just yeah. rang in it. Yeah. And, I mean, he jumped. And it was like he Ronnie Mack, but it was on purpose. I mean, just stretching, stretching it. Yep. every... And he made it, and I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> wow. And then once he did it, Every kid's yep. trying. Well, you'll, you'll hear Christian Craig was one of them. Like, you know, I'd never hit that jump, but because they did it, yeah. Now I have to do it, yeah. and it's it's the name of the game. And that's why kids yeah. are getting hurt. That's why yeah. that's why these adults are getting hurt. It's yeah. pros, amateurs. It doesn't matter. It yeah. you have to keep up with the competition. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I just I remind myself every week that um, Mitch Payton is not looking for a thirty-seven year old overweight rider you know? I have so trouble reminding myself they're not going to they're not going to call me and ask me <laughs> that's why I'm not allowed on a bike that's, that's if she turns it down you're going to everything to you is a competition you got to go out there and just run it well it's that's that's the the mentality I've always had yeah. you know and I, I tell you that's a that's a funny thing to try to separate like being the preacher you know yeah. like you're, you're chasing this guy down and there's one corner left and you know you can get him in the corner like what do you do? Yeah. Do you just kind of 
Eat your pride. That's, that's a good perspective, too. I'm going to say a bad joke here. I got a sign. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Got open the door. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm tr- trying to be funny there, but seriously, like that's what I'm it would be. It'd be hard in your shoes, yeah, yeah. like to play that mellow role, and then to do I stuff him in the corner, right, you know? Because yeah. yeah. I I know where I'm at. I'm, right. You're getting stuffed, but right. but then <laughs> afterwards, you got to deal. You got to deal with the wrath. Of, yeah, no, it's it's all like I I literally like. I, I like racing. I love riding my dirt bike. Yeah. You know, so I can get out there and cut it up with the guy. Like, I ride in the vet beginner class, and we have so much fun. Yeah. We'll sit on the gate and laugh and fist bump, and then we'll hang out after the races. And, oh, man, I can't believe you did that. Or, you know, one of the guys I'm real good friends with, um, he restores a lot of old two-strokes. And he's got a 95 CR250 that is just oh, cherry. Oh, yeah. Tore it down, powder coated the frame, rebuilt the whole thing. I ran it over this weekend. Oh. He spun out in front of me. Mm-hmm. And it was like either hit him or hit the bike. And I, I hit the bike. He, he probably would have so, chose you hit him. <laughs> so bad, dude, when he came back. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, you didn't hit me. And I was like, well, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. You know? But, it, 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 I mean, something like that. I mean, he spent a lot of money on yeah. this bike. and. And it's just like we're buddies, you know. I mean, it's just it's. I was in a situation though, like where I had nowhere to go. I mean, it was. Yeah, I rode practice with Matt Bell one night. Yeah. On a CR five hundred, and I'm like, yeah. dude, do not let me get behind you. And if you throw a roost at me, I'm taking you <laughs> because I don't want to eat that. Right. I've done it before. I actually had I, when I was racing. I used to run an open class. Uh, it's like 2012. I had a CR uh, CR five hundred shatter my knuckles because it threw rocks back. Roost, yeah. yeah. And I and then he ended up putting a rock right through my goggles and split me right here from the roost. Yeah, I had that's that, that northern dirt. I had a Vince Devane at Dade City practice one day. I just class and Vince was teaching, and then he came out and rode with us. And I took the outside berm because I was on my one twenty five. I'm like, yeah, I'm cruising. I'm good. I'm not good, but I was kind of good. <laughs> well, all of a sudden Vince came in on his four fifty, cut the corner, squared it up, and took off. And I came into the pits, and my wife. My, my mechanic, my wife, my mentor, my you know everything. What's wrong with you? I said, Nothing. You are. Do you have the measles? <laughs> I look like I had I been shot because that the roost hit me and it hurt. It hurt real bad at the moment, but I, you know you forget you're out there for 15 minutes. Right? Yeah. Come in, she's like, "Why was he so mean to you?" I said, "Well, I gave him the inside." Maybe I've learned the lesson. All right. Don't give the faster rider the <laughs> yeah. inside. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Yeah. So I've learned that in the, in the woods, we don't get hit with roots. We get hit with trees and rocks oh, yeah. and different yeah. things that just pop up. So Don't let them go under you. Let yes. them go around <laughs> yes, you. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to finish up real quick because I, it would be remiss if I didn't mention the FTR series is finishing up the Enduro side. They finished Hair Scrambles two weeks ago. Uh, Enduro, this was the last state Enduro of the year at Rich Loam. There's one more that co-sanctions with the NEPG up in Georgia uh, three weeks from now. But this one is, it's always a special one. They only allow 200 riders because the DOF only allows them to have 200. It's at the Rich Loam Park on 471. Um, a lot of times it's wet. Um, we've, they've, they've, I have not, but they've ridden it where it's almost like the swamp. Is the swamp. This weekend it was dry. Everything was dry. People Places that usually are wet were dry. Beautiful trail, 52 miles of racing. Um, the last test of the day, they had literally cut the test, and no one pre-rode it. So there were arrows, and it was cut. I didn't get to do it because I, I had a little incident. 
But my buddy that did it, he's like, honestly, it was the most beautiful trail. It was still smooth. We thought it was going to be super technical. And he did five miles in 15 minutes on it. So he was scooting through there. But the track was unbelievable. Bumpy as can be. My GoPro will be up probably tonight or tomorrow. And it shows the first two tests. And then we're actually going to cover the crash because this is just a note. These public riding areas that people go to on a bike, y'all need to be careful because the Jeep roads, some of, and I'm saying this from a person I, I found out today, a person that runs Jeeps, that this is not what the Jeep people want. When the, the sandy bottoms, they will throw poles, like fence posts, in the ground parallel. Well, guess what? It's good for jeeps yeah but he said they don't actually like it either because what happens is when the water gets in those posts will float they've had them go through the floorboards they've had them go through razors out there well i hit a section and i hit some of those parallel posts and those posts don't give when that when you hit them i cross-rutted yeah because we also cross-rut i (laughs) cross-rutted in my right side of my body hit one of the posts on the way down and on the ground and if I had just hit the sand that was there I would have popped back up but I look like a I look like a beach walrus rolling around <laughs> we're talking overweight right. an overweight 51 year old man rolling around and people asking me if you're okay and you don't know like I knew I was moving but yeah. we got it all on GoPro and lo and behold one guy fell after I crashed he fell and then another guy hit it and he was trying to figure out what happened he passed me in the air you can hear the bike Whoop! And it just disappears, and I'm so worried about, because of concussion, I'm so worried about picking up my goggles. I broke my goggles, and I'm picking up my goggles trying to get them, and I finally look over, and I'm like, are you all right? I I didn't even know he'd fallen, but the trail was awesome. The uh, Central Florida Trail Riders do an amazing job cutting this track. Um, Florida Trail Riders did an amazing job hosting. It's just a... It's a really cool event, and if you're if you are an off road motorcycle guy and you get the chance, sign up for it when it comes open because it's 200 people, and when it shuts down, it shuts down. There was like 30 people in line waiting for people that didn't show up so they could get the opportunity to ride it. But uh, it was a fun race. I only made four tests. I didn't even make four tests. I made three and a half tests out of the six, and then I rode five miles very slowly down a jeep road back to the camp. But um. Same thing. We go through the same injuries. Um, we go through the same thing with family. Try to do it economically. We're in the woods. We're, we're hanging out with friends. Uh, we took my, my buddy's son went with us, and we got there. And one of his little buddies from FTR happened to be there with his mom. And my wife was there, and she's like, I never saw him the rest of the day. They yeah. hung out. They played. They were playing with stuff. They were troll hunting. If you ate these certain berries, you would turn into a troll. Um, <laughs> they were hunting for banana spiders over logs and stuff. So we don't get to do it at a confined spot, but the same thing happens just further out in the woods. Um, it was kind of neat on my GoPro. I'm coming out to the start, and you can see a semi-tanker going down 471 as we're coming to the start. And I just I don't care what discipline you do as a, as a racer whether you're a female that's trying to be the best you can and knowing that man it's kind of there's an end for me or you're 37 or 30 30 30 30 maybe 51 <laughs> or somewhere in between that joy of riding with your family camping out and and I think it's amazing having organizations like FCA that are there for 
your support, your guidance, message, because we all need it. Whether whether you're, I'm, I'm going I'm to say it, whether you're religious or not, right. a good message is a good message. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we talk about these gurus and these motivational speakers that come around. Why do you listen to them? Because they're offering you something that you don't normally get to hear. Yeah. And if you're speaking positivity to someone that needs to hear that at that moment, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. So, um, I know this is one of our different episodes, but we would love to have you back, and we're also love to come to an event. Yeah. I know. I know we're sponsoring one. Yeah. But we would also like to just come and just kind of be in the background and just see, show people what it's like. As hey, this is what it's like. They're not. They're not. They're not preaching fire and brimstone to you. They're they're right. talking to you about being a racer and and being with the family. And I love to see Kylie interact interacting with the kids and see what that's like because I didn't have I only had the one in in, in horse world. You're even more alone, right? So we didn't have that stuff. But I would love to see what it's like as as the racing preacher and as the racing preacher's daughter, yeah, doing her <laughs> own thing. So we would love to be a part of it, Derek. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it, it was awesome tonight. I think there's a lot more conversation to be oh, had. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, we always got to cut it short. That's what it seems like. I do this forever. Yep. I mean, it's what we all love. We enjoy it. So hopefully a part two sometime in the future, maybe yeah, after sure. the, get towards the end of the race season and yeah. talk about some more racing. And, um, Absolutely. We'll, we'll, maybe even after our little – after the Dade City race, we can we can get back yeah, together. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll do a couple interviews while we're there. And um, if anybody wants to know more, we're on all the social media, like with Facebook, Instagram. Uh, it's Florida FCAMX, and there's the FCAMX.org, the website. You can go on there and you can look at all the teams in all the different states and see who's running what. You can click on the the state representative and get in contact with them. Um, so if there's anything uh, we can help you guys with, just shoot us an email or, or watch us on Instagram. You can kind of see what we're doing and how we yeah. do stuff. And um, yeah. we, we try to make it a lot of fun for the families, make it enjoyable for everybody. And um, just like what you were saying, just to touch on it, and then I'll because I can do this all night too. Yeah. You know, um, what I love about FCA is it's, it's all Jesus centered. So it's not like the fellowship of Baptist athletes or yeah. the Catholic athletes or whatever, you know? So it's like, we go there and we don't have this like governing body you know it's just we we just preach jesus and jesus is love and and we tie in moto with it because that's our that's where we're at you know so i love and 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 really that breaks down a lot of walls for people because you know oh well well i went to a baptist church when i was a kid and i got burned and it's like oh okay good we're not a baptist church (laughs) you know or i I went to this church or this they did you know and it's like we're not those people all are welcome yeah yeah yeah. i got married in a multi dominant denominational church so same same thing that's why the the chaplain that ended up being a pastor um kylie before we shut down is there anything we forgot to ask for you i don't think so (laughs) do you have any final parting shots and by the by the way happy early birthday thank you and her hair is awesome oh you said we're gonna talk about (laughs) hair you forgot about that yeah we got busy talking about other stuff but but my wife will appreciate your hairstyle she she is a woman who appreciates a good hairstyle and <laughs> a good like hey I'm creating what I want right. out of my hair it's my hair you married what you married right so be you and I think that's awesome looks good <laughs> enjoy it thank you um, give, Aunt, give Aunt Steph a shout out yeah shout out to Aunt Steph she does my hair at the track almost every weekend get a haircut so pretty nice. good nice 
Hey, maybe that's another. That's another. You can start there you go. The, the track barber. There you go. Track stylist. Sorry. Right. Right. They yeah. don't. They don't want me department. cutting their hair. <laughs> it's. <laughs> they don't want me cutting their hair. Kyle, is there anything we forgot to ask that you would want us to ask you? No, just um, I appreciate you guys having us, and uh, we'll we'll definitely do it again. Yeah, we. Uh, this yeah. is such a pleasure. Yeah, and, we'll um, definitely do it again. Give these guys a follow, like them. I mean, what they do is amazing, and um, I, I, I'm happy to see you guys excel and yeah. I can't wait to see where all this goes from here and um, we wish you guys the absolute best and we can't wait to where they're be a part of it yeah, so. yeah, thank you yeah. we look forward to it we look forward to having other people with us Derek anything no I think oh. we had a good we had a good one tonight I know yeah. you'll put when you post this up you'll put their, their yeah yeah I'll on tag them, so. I'll tag them and everything yeah. um, we'll get all involved and um, give us a and if give there's us anything a you guys want to use it'll be on YouTube okay. so you can steal it I know, me, I know me and Kyle are going to talk on the way home about how you two should replace Ricky in the booth. That's fine. <laughs> I just enjoy I enjoy the race. I enjoy being a part of it. Um, I have I have aspirations of being involved in the business, on the business side. Right. Um, that's really what I enjoy. But I also don't have a problem traveling. I would be one of those guys. Yeah. I could do the 12 rounds of yeah. motocross with no problem. Yeah. I just love motocross. I yeah. Mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah. I could, like I said, I could talk about it for hours. Yeah. And if, and if it wasn't for the relationship side of it, like yeah, we it's hard. About, I, it's do, hard. I, mean, I would love to travel the pro rounds and, yeah. and talk about Jesus, but I just, I'm in love with our Florida families. You know, I mean, I, I love these people. And I yeah. think that says a lot. I mean, I, I think that's a great way. Your, to your integrity. Yeah. I mean, and I think, but I also think over a period of time, your Florida family, as you grow that, if that opportunity comes around five years from now, you know they're right. going to be like, "Dude, you got to pack it in. You got to, you gotta go. like, <laughs> yeah. come back and see us and tell us what it's like. <laughs> What's Washougal like?" You know, right? I'm yeah. sure they'd all be extremely supportive yeah, of it, right. but you know, right now it's probably it's extremely hard. Yeah, but yeah. that moment, that moment, you'll know when that moment. Yeah, is, is yeah, right, right. But uh, well, guys, it was a it was a different episode because there wasn't any pro stuff to talk about. Um, you got to see Derek and I talk to to. Uh, men and women of faith right and, and Derek and I can actually put on professionalism at times congratulations high five right, right. good job on us and uh, we talked amateur racing and that's kind of where we're going from this point forward we look forward to seeing you guys at the track and uh, for everybody episode 11 of the On The Curve podcast uh, we appreciate it I'm Trey that's Derek Kyle Kylie thank you so much for joining us y'all have a great night and we'll see you oh are we are we going to do it on Memorial Day I believe, yeah. We'll see you next Monday. Oh. <laughs> Bye-bye.